0: What is up, VV fam? Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, we are going to talk about our ranking system, our comic book rankings. I'm excited to talk about this today because we've had a lot of feedback over the past six months about our comic book rankings, and I think it'd be a good opportunity for us to kind of dive into it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just talk about our our process and why we rank things the way that we do.
0: Spencer, I love your background. (laughs) Spencer's in South America right now.
1: Central America, Sean.
0: I can't keep track. (laughs) I know. Nicaragua. Can you believe it? That background's real. (laughs) (laughs) So Spencer, what's our process like?
1: So some of the things that we look at when we're ranking these comic books. uh, So we look at digital value and digital scarcity. Um, So basically what these things are trading at on the market, how scarce they are. There's been a big discussion about scarcity versus popularity. Um, we definitely think that popularity is generally speaking more significant than, than, uh, just, just scarcity is. And then sometimes you get a a special occurrence where you get both the two, like AF 15 super scarce and also one of the most popular books of all time. We think that character popularity is super, super important FA significance. So if there's a major FA in the book, that's something that we look at, um, historical significance. So, you know, whether or not the book has significance within the history of Marvel or potentially within the, the or have significance within the history of the VV app or the digital space in general, and then also speculation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these are all really important factors that we put into account when assessing our ranking system. You know, there's a lot of factors that come into play. These are the most important topics to us.
1: What what do you think? AF15, MC1, FF1? What do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been a huge debate this week, right? Which one is more significant or which one's going to be more valuable? In my opinion, it's not a competition. I mean, I hate the fact that I had to even rank any of those in our rankings, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I mean, all three of those are significant grail comics that are going Mm -hmm. to be incredibly valuable over time in both digital and physical format. Like no question. I mean, you look at amazing fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, the most significant character right now in the world, the most popular character in the world. And sky's the limit. I mean, the, the comic itself is incredibly scarce, way more scarce than we thought it was going to be on Vivi. Yeah, And yeah, between the NFTs and the physical counterparts, there's probably less than 15,000 copies in existence, which is absolutely insane. There's only 3,635 copies on the CGC census of AF-15. That's it. So yeah, it's pretty wild. And then you have Marvel Comics 1, which is incredibly scarce. A lot of comic collectors know about MC1, but they're not really tied to it. They don't have a deep connection to it. Like AF-15, which is the first appearance of Spider-Man because it doesn't have much pop culture value. It has tremendous historical value and they're super scarce. I mean, there's only 65 copies on the CGC census. That's it, 65. And then you have Fantastic Four number one. You know, that comic has the historical value because it's the first comic under the Marvel Comics umbrella, whereas Marvel Comics one was the first under Timely Comics, which eventually became Marvel Comics. But Fantastic Four one is surrounded in pop culture history. It's the first collaboration between Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. I mean, Stan Lee was going to quit comics until his wife told him, you need to make a comic that you believe in, that you would want to read as a fan. And then he made, with Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four number one. That comic in its highest grade, there's only two 9.6s. And in its highest grade, I believe that comic would probably sell for eight digits. It's very possible if it was sold tomorrow. The sales never happened. And even in this bear market, man, you're seeing crazy sale prices. There was a recent sale. Yeah. The Honus Wagner card sold sold for over $7 million. And right now we're seeing a very high grade of the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle rookie card sell for over $6 million. There's 14 days left currently as of today.
1: That'll probably hit over $10 do you think?
0: It's it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it might. it's very likely going to set a record. Because the record as of now for a card that I know of, at least a public sale, is the Honus Wagner card. That's over seven million, and these sales are happening during a recession. A lot of these people with deep pockets. You only need two people, right, fighting over one collectible. I mean, it's very similar to that Todd McFarlane story I mentioned from Odd Key, right? He talked about how he bought the 70th home run of, Bob McGuire, and he bought it for three million dollars because him and one other guy wanted the ball so bad, and they both had deep pockets, that it went from literally half a million dollars, and then it was a race between the two of them up to three million dollars. So it only takes one other person that's going to want it with deep pockets. And I can say with confidence that these Grails and their highest grade that I've never sold, there's going to be tremendous FOMO because as of now, sales never happened for a nine, six. There's only two of them. So it's very easy to say that, yeah, it's going to be, (laughs) it's going to be a bidding war between people with deep pockets. And they probably would want to flex on the highest sale. They'd want to say, yep, I have the new record for the highest sale boom, drop the mic, walk off the stage, right? Yeah. So And these
1: huge, huge values of the physical comics then bring up the values of the digitals as well.
0: That's exactly it, right? And that's exactly to our point why this isn't a competition because the collecting space, when a big sale, record sale happens like that, it's going to help the entire comic collecting space because when a record sale happens, that's when the ceiling rises because that sets the foundation for all the comics, Right. So as of right now, the highest sale of all time is Superman number one as an 8 grade, sold a few months ago for $5.2 million, 5.3. So that's the new ceiling for comic books overall, but that's going to continue to rise over time and help the entire market. So just because that sale happened, does that mean that comic's better than AF-15? It's debatable, but a lot would argue no. It's a lot more scarce and it's you know the first issue of the Superman series. But is that comic better than AF-15? I would argue no, personally, because again, AF-15, there's only, I believe, like four or five, nine, sixes in its highest grade. I think there's actually six. The most recent sale was, I think, in September of 2021, and that sold for $3.6 million. If that sold tomorrow, it probably sell for over five, and it'd probably be the new record sale. But see, that's my point. You keep having these new record sales and they keep helping each other rise up, rise up, and the ceiling keeps going up. So that's exciting. So to bring it back full circle, guys, what we're trying to say is this is not a competition. Just because we have AF-15 ranked above MC1, it's just helping you understand in terms of value. If anything, if you have an AF-15 comic, like a Secret Rare, you should be rooting for MC1 to do better. If you have yeah. an MC1 comic, root for that AF-15 Secret Rare to go to 100K. Why? Because your MC1 Secret Rare will go up in value too because it's now the ceiling has gone up for the entire market. If you have any thoughts or questions, make sure to leave them in the comments below. We're happy to answer any questions that you may have. I'd uh, love to hear your feedback. Thanks so much for joining everybody. and We will see you on the next one.